Seth, how many times I don't agree to being recorded on these 10 minute podcasts? Well, it's actually a bit longer than 10 minutes because I've just started the timing out. So. Oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> time. No Your way. Your complaining of Zoom's permission is uh, it's probably good, actually. This is probably the one episode that you want it to be done because there isn't much cricket to talk about. Because Kieran spoke about it all. Because that's what the world needs, a 10-minute Kieran Roy monologue. You say monologue. I think you find that I uh, I contributed with a three-minute contribution somewhere in its darkest, deepest leads. Um, but to be honest, he probably shouldn't have included it because it wasn't really worth anything. But what at least they hear, hear my voice. So. What were your hot takes? Uh, I basically just waxed lyrical about Tim Murta for three minutes because, to be honest... I know that other people have other interests in cricket beyond Middlesex and all of that. But at the end of the day, when you take your thousandth wicket in all formats at 41, it's just a ridiculous achievement. And and they use the, I'm not, I'm not going to, people can listen to the other podcast if they want. I'm sure they already have listened to the other podcast. But the term servant of the game gets banded around a lot. But a thousand wickets for one club is just ridiculous numbers. And it's not likely to be repeated again because of franchises and all this and the other. So it's worthy of, of celebrating now um, because I doubt we'll ever see the likes of that that again. Um, but I don't want to dump on K-Roy's, K-Roy's area because he did an amazing job of summarising all of that. Um, Seth, you sound a bit gravelly in the voice. A gravelly. Is that why you were absent, you absent from yesterday's? Well, that's that's for reasons that will not be disclosed in public. Uh, that makes it sound really bad. I, <laughs> I just had a great time at Twickenham. Um, and actually, maybe, you know, women's cricket can learn something from that. Um, I know that, they, you know, they sold out, they sold 58,000 tickets to Twickenham. The atmosphere was absolutely rocking. They had the Sugar Babes for a half time, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, and I know that with the Ashes, there's been a more... There has been an effort to to advertise more. I've seen adverts on buses for the the oval, the T Twenty there between against Australia. So it was great to see. I was uh, I was behind Emily enemy lines for a different sport, but it was amazing to see. And and hopefully that can be replicated in our sport. Um, I doubt there were fifty eight thousand people at Bristol, and uh, I don't I don't you know have anything bad to say about them because. It seemed like a bit of a damp squib in in both sort of the metaphorical and pretty genuine sense, given the rain there. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. I do. And just to make this have the air of a legitimate podcast where we know what we're talking about, rather than talking about the rugby being enemy lines, which are quite strange. Um, uh, The two results that we're going to discuss that Kieran wasn't able to discuss yesterday uh, because they went the full four days. Gloucestershire were playing Sussex. And that was match drawn, and then Leicestershire playing Morgan, and another thanks thanks to the uh, April weather. So yes, April weather yesterday. Uh, match was also drawn. So Seth, I'm gonna open the door of podcasting to you. And do you want to give me some some thoughts on the Gloucestershire Sussex match in general, not just the fact it sort of fizzled out into a rain? Um, yeah. It... It was it was a, an interesting contest. 
I mean, Sussex will feel quite hard done by, uh, by the re- weather. I know that Gloucestershire have been affected quite badly for by the weather throughout the season, but they're probably quite grateful. It seemed they were they're on their way to quite a humiliating home defeat, uh, especially when they were all out for two hundred and forty eight in their first innings. Um, Sussex made the batting look look easy. It does help when you've got a certain Indian international in Chestawar Pujara in the middle order. You know, I know I pronounced that wrong. I'm very sorry. Chiteshwar. Um, to Chiteshwar Pujara. Yeah. Uh, you know, another, isn't it something ridiculous? Seven centuries for Sussex now in his time there. Zero fifties. He's just every time he's past fifty, he's converted. He's he's just incredible. Um, ably supported by James Coles, Tom Allsop, and uh, Ollie Carter, who actually I'm claiming a bit of uh, ball knowledge with that one. I've had him in my fantasy team since day one, and he's actually had quite a decent season. I think that's his. I think it's his third half century of the season. Let's just check that. Uh, it is indeed his third half century of the season and he hit the winning runs in their second match. So Carter's playing well. Um, you know, for Gloucestershire, it, it was pretty tough going. Uh, and mm-hmm. like I say, the rain did help them. Um, but then also Graham Van Buren also helped them hitting a half century. He sort of ne- negotiated that tricky period as uh, the cliche goes at the end of day four to see out a draw. But um yeah, it's, at least there was some cricket at Bristol. I think that's the main thing that yeah. we can take away from this. Yeah, and I think it's also a very nice reminder of just how much of a step up international cricket can be, because you look across the county championship this year so far, and where you'd probably say the conditions were stacked in the bowlers' favour, as the fixtures move earlier and earlier every year we've seen consistently the international pedigree on the circuit stand up and be counted. And with all the hope in the world, when you've got someone like Pajara who just refuses to hit 50 and always goes on to make hundreds, what did he hit this time? 151 off 238. Not only does that take the game away from you in terms of runs scored in tricky conditions, but also the time it takes out of the game as well. He's happy just to bat and bat and bat and all it takes is a little breakdown from one of your, your opposition batting lineup when you've got that weight of runs behind you. And that's basically your hope of victory over. And fair play to Gloucestershire for making it stick and, and seeing out for the draw with a little help from the weather, obviously. But um, it's a reminder just of how important it is for, for the county championship to have that international pedigree around because it's that reminder from all the wannabe England players and all the hopefuls, yeah, okay, you're good and you you hit a hundred now and again, but actually to be a successful international batter or international player, this is the bar you have to reach. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I think as well, it's just a testament to the ground staff that they're actually able to get some play. I think I saw a report from Nick Friend that said that Paul Farbray straight away went over and spoke, like congratulated the ground staff on their hard work throughout the game. Um, but no, Sussex are Sussex are cooking something quite interesting down at Hove, and uh, a certain Australian batter is going to be heading down there. Um, so watch this space, you know, boundary talk live from Worcester maybe on Friday. But um, 
You heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, um, um, we we will talk about because we said we will. Uh, we got two minutes left. Is is Leicestershire, which I think I've spoken about many times on this pod. Is uh, how I've sort of got a bit of a soft spot for them. Um, and again, it, it wasn't a a classic by any means. Um, they got a bit more play than they did in Bristol, but. You know, first inning totals of 407 and 465 sort of tells you all you need to know about that track. Uh, an incredible effort by uh, Tim... Tim? Yes. Tim van der... <laughs> you have a great day on yourself, mate. No. Um, it was six for in the first innings and Chris Wright five for in the second innings. But a bigger well done to Rishi Patel. His second second century of the season he he had yet to hit a first class century before the start of this year but um i i shared a, a nice sort of 10 minutes sat opposite him in the on the leicestershire media day where he was um playing tiktoks out quite loud and, and laughing quite a lot at some of them so not again i kind of want to lay claim to his form um maybe those tiktoks do give him wings uh but Lewis Hill as well. He's had two half centuries in this game. He signed a new contract. He's taken over that. And Leicestershire are looking good. Um, but also, we do need to talk about the elephant in the room that was Eddie Byram's final ball. I don't know if you saw this. Ollie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was just... It, we're all a bit village sometimes, aren't we? And that's the one thing, a nice way to round this off, you know, how much time we have left. Yeah. No matter what level, what level you get to, in cricket, you can be Jimmy Anderson or you can be me wearing gloves on a Sunday. And we're all a bit village sometimes. And if there's ever any doubt of how good you are, there's always going to be a moment where you think, actually, it's just cricket. We've got to go. One second. Goodbye. Thank you for listening.